What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. That is the Feline, or also known as the Feline Sports Podcast. Two hometown guys talking hometown sports. It's your boy, Coach Mario, and my co-host, Don. What's going on this uh, this evening, man? What's good? How y'all doing this evening? Glad y'all can join us again. This Sunday, we're going to talk about some Bulldogs football. All right, and we brought a special guest on to talk about it. Um, so y'all already know we getting close. We are getting close to football season. All right, I know everybody happy. I know y'all see me all smiling right now too. So yes. So um, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you know when our videos drop, you can watch them live and join the hometown crew. The hometown supporters in the live chat. All right. Also, share this video. Share this, share our content with other Atlanta sports uh, fanatics. Also, if you're watching this video at a later time, please uh, hit us up in the comment section, and we'll uh, write you back as soon as we get a chance. And also hit that like button. As always, come on. It's your hometown sports podcast. All right. We have a special guest on, uh, Eric from uh, Don and the Dog. Um, he go go ahead and introduce you. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Eric, and go ahead and plug the information. Uh, I, I said I'm Eric Taylor from uh, Don and the Dog. You can uh, subscribe to me on uh, Twitter at, at 120 Eric. At I20 Eric, my bad. <laughs> All right. All right, man. And uh, we're going to get right into it and we're going to run down the week in Atlanta sports before we jump into this Bulldogs talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we do that, Don, where can they find us at? Y'all already know. Y'all can find us on Twitter at F-I-L-A underscore S-P. That's on Twitter. Facebook, you can... um. You can find us at Fila Sports Podcast. The link's in the description. Mm-hmm. Also, you can also follow us on our Instagram at Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. So we everywhere on social media. Also, you can also hear our um, shows on um, Google Podcast and on Spotify. Everything's up to date. So all of our old shows from episode one. All the way to the previous episode that we had uh, streamed last Monday, I believe. Everything's up there. All right. So this is episode 23. So make sure you um, follow us back. You follow us, we'll follow you right back. So. All right. And um, this week in Atlanta sports, um, we'll start with the our Atlanta dream. Atlanta Nightmares, maybe what we should call them. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we, we dropped the game Wednesday to Chicago, um, 77-76. How we lose by one point? Come on now. Y'all, this, this, is, ridiculous. this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> you think we should be losing by 20? <laughs> I don't Look, I, I don't like losing, but you already know we've been, we've been horrible all season long. And, like, I'm looking – I ain't watched the game – but when the, I got, you know, the um, ESPN and the Google um, alerts, 
on my phone when I looked at it, it said we lost the game by one point seven seventy seven to seventy six. I'm saying like I would have been better off just losing the game by ten points. <laughs> and today we uh oh uh, what did I land off? Okay, we played Connecticut on uh what was that Friday? Yeah, Friday. And, uh, we dropped that with ninety eight to sixty nine. And today we took on Washington, and we dropped that win ninety three to sixty five. So uh, our Atlanta Dream last year we were in the Eastern Conference final, Eastern Conference Finals. This year we are at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Sad man, yeah. sad, sad. Um, what well, uh, DC United been doing, Don? DC United, me Atlanta United. <laughs> Alright, so this is what happened. I said that I'm tripping because we played DC today and I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, Atlanta United. Yeah, what did DC United do today, Don? They lost, but Good. we also played another game earlier this week on Wednesday. We played Houston Dynamo and we won that game 5-0. And today we played DC United. Um, we won that game 2-0. Uh, Peter Martinez, he made a goal today. I know a lot of people, you know, he get he gets slandered a lot by uh, some of the uh, people in the fan base. So, you know, I'm glad he pretty much did his thing today. And hopefully he can, you know, improve on that. Also, um, Barco and Bello, they resumed training with the team this week because um, they was out, I guess, playing for other clubs throughout the world. So they are back this they're back training with the team. Um, we also acquired Mo Adams from Chicago Fire for a hundred grand, and Berkshire he's out for the season with the torn ACL, so he's undergoing surgery. I guess last week or he's gonna do it this week, so that's a huge blow. That's why we brought in Mo Adams to replace Burt. Um, also some other news: team will wear a gold kick in uh, twenty twenty. I don't think they are replacing the peach kit, but I think they're just gonna add another kit, like a gold kit. It looks nice. It looks nice. I'm not. I'm not really big on uh, white kits because I'm. I like the stripes, but uh, that may look I like, like a kit I may end up buying. You know. I like. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm giggling. You gotta look at the chat when you get a chance. <laughs> uh, um, I, I like the shirts they wore today over over the kit when they were walking out the uh, tunnel. The little shirts. Did you notice today? Yeah, I know. If you, get, if you get a chance, go back. I, I want one of those. Man, I want one of those. I actually thought they were playing in those. And I was telling my <laughs> wife, I'm like, what is that? I was like, that's a new, you know. Um, but I want that. The little overshirt they wore today, I want that. I want that. Oh, yeah, those things do look nice. I think they yeah, sell them yeah. at Atlantic Station. You can get you can get one of those. Yeah, I want, I want that. I definitely want that. I, I like that. Yeah, some store, some stuff you got to get from the store because some stuff they do not sell on Fanatics or Fans Edge. So yeah. just pulling that out there to you guys. Okay. All right. Yeah, to, uh, oh, uh, let me, man, Mike, don't come in here talking all that noise, man. All right, like, don't come in here talking all that noise. See, I'm, I'm, I ain't even bought up Michigan at all tonight. I'm trying to keep it straight UGA for the hometown fans. All right, but uh, you know that's all I'm gonna say on, on far as Michigan goes. Man. I'm not trying to bring them up. I'm not trying to troll it. They were talking UGA tonight. Anyway, all right. Falcons, um, this week we already know training camp start officially starts tomorrow. 
Some of the rookies are uh, reported this past Thursday. Players they already reported earlier this this afternoon. Um, we know about the Grady Jarrett contract. Um, we talked about that Monday on, on, on one of our shows. And Wednesday, Deion Jones, our heart of our defense, signed the $57 million extension with $34, 34, not $34, $34 mil guaranteed. Thirty-four mil guaranteed. So um, I'm I'm excited about this uh, about this resign because for the past what several months now I've been I've been saying hey we need to go ahead and get Deion Jones uh, taken care of before 2019 season because I already know he go ball because he missed half the season last year and he's gonna come out and he gonna play with a lot of passion and he's gonna have a, another Pro Bowl season this year. I'm telling y'all right now. I'm, pro- I'm projecting it. He's going to have another Pro Bowl season. Now, glad we got him taken care of before that because his price would have been up way up more. So I think, you know, that's kind of – he did really take a hometown discount. But, hey, he got paid. He's he's excited about it, and I'm I'm excited about it too because that also saves some room for uh, us um, re-signing Austin Hooper. I know Julio Jones hasn't been extended yet, but I'm pretty sure news is going to get leaked somewhere in the near future about that. So, and also we'll be out there for training camp um, this Saturday, so you can see us with our um, bucket hats on. I don't know if we're going to have our Field Sports uh, podcast shirts or not, but you'll see us on Saturday. So, um. In Hawks news, uh, we signed we signed a free agent. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess we thought we'd be bigger players than free agent, but it looks like we're being selective. Um, we signed Jabari Parker, uh, power forward, um, expected to come in and back up. Uh, John Collins, um, he's fine with coming off the roll, uh, coming off the bench roll. He said this himself, Jabari Parker, former number two pick in the draft, um, has battled some injury problems but averaged around 15 points and 16 rebounds last year. I'm, I'm sorry, six rebounds last year. Uh, offensive guy, not much known for his defense, but hopefully he can come in and provide consistent scoring on the second unit. Um, uh, that, like I said, that's a long free agent signing. You know, we made some, some moves and trades, but that is a long free agent signing right now. That's a great pick. That's a great pickup, though. Like for a backup, I know a lot of people upset about it. Oh, he start like he's not coming in to start. He's coming in to back back up. He's a he's a bench player. So, and, and he he you know a quote himself. He said he was fine with coming off the bench. He knows that's his role. So, you know these are his own words. So he's good on that. Um, what's going on with our Braves? Don, look like we put another one on the scoreboard since we uh, started this podcast. Great. Great. All right. It wasn't a good week for Braves um, this week. Um, Monday, we won um, 4-2 against Milwaukee. Tuesday, I don't know what happened. I guess they put something out. They had to put something out of food up there in Milwaukee that on Tuesday night. We, we lost 13-1. And Wednesday, um, we, lost, we lost again 5-4. Thursday, we came home. Lost another one for, to, to, against the rival, against the um, division rivals, rival. Oh, sorry, 
robbery against the Nationals, 13 to 4. Um, Friday, um, we won uh, 4 to 3. That was a crazy game to the end. Uh, walk off, um, walk off home run. Also, um, yesterday we lost five to three, and today uh, we're in progress. The game, we're winning the game, three runs to zip. Um, what inning were you in currently? Uh, we're in the bottom of the six. Bottom of the six. So hopefully the pitching can hold hold on to the back inning, and hopefully um, we can keep um, the national scoreless throughout the game. So. Also, uh, in there, Ciate came off of injury. The IR, he's going to uh, be a backup in the lineup. I think he played. The, he's playing today because he made a great catch earlier. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, been in center field since yeah. he's gone back. He's been in center field, and uh, Acuna uh, Ronald went back to left. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that. That'd be good for our defense. Matt um, Free, he was placed on uh, ten day. Uh, in the injured list and Kyle Wright, he was called up from Triple A because we got in, we need another pitcher in the rotation since um, Max is going to be out for the for a week or so. So, also um, Georgia Tech, we're not talking about Georgia Tech tonight, but Fan Day is set for August third at Bobby Dodd Stadium, so it's free for all fans. So if you are a Tech fan that's listening to this episode, uh, go ahead and support your um, your school. Your alumni or your favorite football team, August 3rd, Bobby Dodd Stadium. Um, it's going to be fan day. So go ahead and head out there. And that brings us to our topic for tonight those Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, while you're on it, I believe that Georgia's fan day is the same day. If I'm not, I'll, I'll check it out for y'all. Uh, um, but before we get into some uh, Georgia talk, let's just acknowledge the people in the chat. We already said what's going on, man. Uh, man, Mike, thanks for joining us. Uh, Jonathan Polsky, appreciate you joining us tonight, John. John said this is going to be a big year for the dogs. We've got to get this chip this year so we can potentially lose uh, from. And uh, and this is hot rods last year. You must have seen our notes, uh, Jonathan. You know we can talk about it now. <laughs> Uh, Mad Mike said, yes, sir, I want to see Fromm progression as a quarterback. Prove me wrong. Hmm, Mad Mike, what's your thoughts on Fromm? Uh, prove you wrong? What do you, what, how do you feel about it? And um, that Georgia boy checking in 100, appreciate you, that Georgia boy always uh, supporting us um, every weekend. Uh, <laughs> Mad Mike says in the chat, blah, 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 no one cares about tech. Hey, that is... You know, I mean, let's let's be real. You know, even though Tech is in the heart of Atlanta, <clears throat> I'm sorry. When it comes fan wise, the preferred team in the state is Georgia Bulldogs, and I'm sorry, a Tech fan. If you don't realize that, you're just being unrealistic. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that's the way it should be. I'm saying that's the way it is. But we're not going to be one sided on this show. My Tech people show us love. Are y'all? Is is Coach Coach Collins? Is he stirring it up? You know, because I, I follow Tech. I still follow. Uh, I, I know who's on the roster. I know the coaches. I, you know, I mean, I know not know them personally, but you know, I'm keep, I'm keeping up. So we can certainly. Well, your talk son got. You had a son. You know, your son tried to go. You know, they wanted to recruit him to go to Tech too. So yeah, I, 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 so. yeah, we've been 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 down there several times. You know, uh, 
So, you know, we'll we'll certainly talk some tech football. Y'all, y'all gotta engage. And also Collins, Coach Collins, he's bringing a good culture to to tech that hasn't been there in a, like ever since I've known, you know, tech. So I think he's gonna do great things. I don't know as far as winning wise go, but the culture is is getting better there. So but and to show a choice on the staff, two former tech standouts from there. So I always love when you bring guys home that drums up interest already. So, you know, like I said, we can't talk some tech. Tech, y'all got to check in. But tonight, we talking Bulldogs. And <clears throat> when we're talking Bulldogs, I guess one of the first things that we will touch on um, is Mr. Fromm. And I want to know, Eric, what do you think? And people in the chat, uh, what do you think the prospects of from leaving this year after his third year, after his junior year? I think that depends on what Georgia does as a team. If we win a championship, I don't see him staying here. But the only thing that I see that could keep him from leaving would be unfinished business. So, so do you think if if uh, completion percentage? Uh, 66% or better, um, you know, throws 25-plus touchdowns this year. And we 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 don't win the SEC championship so uh, and or a national championship. You think he could possibly be back even with those strong numbers? I think um, – I, I wasn't thinking about one other thing first. Um, if he had those numbers and we don't win a championship, I think the prospect of not having to go against Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year would cause him to want to leave this year also. Uh, he has actually a lot to think about because I see him as a competitor and somebody that wouldn't want to leave without a championship. But again, uh, going against um, a weaker quarterback class this year, the next year would actually help him when it comes to – person making more money in the draft. I, I certainly agree with you there. And I also think uh, when, when uh, is it 2020 that the new CBA is in the NFL? So I, 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 I wonder how that will affect some of these quarterbacks um, as well. You know, I wonder, you know, will that, will that make them come out early? You know, I, I wonder how the collective bargaining agreement um, I I asked the question. Go ahead, Don. I said thing. Oh, I asked the question, but you know, I was really interested because of uh, I really don't know. I'm on the fence. What I think Fromm would do if if he had a strong, I, I think he has a very strong year and win the national championship. Uh, he could come out. If not, I'm 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 on the fence. I'm on the fence. And I really have a two-parter about from as well. And people in the uh, chat, I like y'all to answer as well, Eric. Uh, you know, just assuming that he has a strong performance and, you know, he comes out, let's, let's say this year, what, what type of round do you think Jake Fromm is looking at? What type of, you know, how high in the draft do you see Jake Fromm going? If he's going to 2020, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Eric. My bad. Uh, personally, um, I would see him as a first rounder, but there's a lot of scouts that question things about him. He's he's not your your typical quarterback that people are looking for now, uh, because he he basically to me he's that that pocket passer, the um, 
very intelligent quarterback that does a lot of what he does from the pocket. He, he can run, but he's not what you would call a running quarterback. So uh, a lot of what he has to do with behind the line of scrimmage as a quarterback, as a leader, uh, he, he's that, that cerebral kind of quarterback. And it just depends on what kind of quarterback you're looking for. But like I said, I'd take him top 32 easy. Yeah. Here's my thing. If Dwayne Haskins can get drafted in the first round, Jake Farm can get drafted in the first round. Um, this is going to be – 2020 is his best shot to get drafted and get drafted high. Because after that – year after that, 2021, you're going to have Trevor Lawrence. You're going to have other good quarterbacks. That court, That's going to be a good quarterback class in 2021. So if Fromm wants, Fromm wants to get paid and go to a good team – then he's going to have to come out after this season. Um, um, I, I, Jake from, um, you know, anybody who watches or follow me on Twitter know I love Jake from, um, I'm not so sure that he's viewed as a first round guy. I believe he might be a first day guy, but, uh, I don't believe that, you know, he's viewed as high like that. And it's kind of be as we jump in the chat, um, Mike, you know, it's something that, man, man, Mike has said that I believe there's a general consensus on. Um, going back to the chat, first of all, Kojak Nantech, thanks for joining us. He said, Tech who? LOL, just playing. Uh, that George Boy said, I didn't know Tech had fans. <laughs> and man, Mike says, From is an incomplete passer need to see him throw over the middle and actually carry the offense without the benefit of a running game. Um, you know, I I hate that that's a knock on Jake that we can run the football so well. You know, I mean, that's a knock. And, you know, I see when he gets the game manager and, you know, he only throws the ball so many times a game. Well, you know, I mean, you don't have to throw it. Just why? That's not Kirby. You know, anything about Kirby he wants to be 60-40. So that's not – saying that Jake can't throw the ball, that's what Kirby wants to do. That's the philosophy. He wants to be 60-40. So it's not that we're not asking Jake to do more. It's it's the nature of the offense. That's what we want to be, 60-40. If you're, being, if you're able to be 60-40, you're usually winning the game because if you can run the ball 60% of the time, that means you aren't playing from too far behind. So I, I hate that uh, From gets the knock on that. And, man, Mike, I do agree that most of Jake's throws are outside, but I do believe he can't hit the post and the dig. I've seen to do it. But I think it's the nature of the offense because when you think about Georgia, teams are loading up the box to stop the run. So where does that leave? That leaves one-on-one opportunities outside. So that's why we see him throw the ball outside so much. I don't think it's limitations on Jake from. I think it's just UGA's offense. What do you think, Eric? I agree with a lot of it you said, especially going to the outside. Um, but to, to, to hit a little more on the game manager thing, I, I've also noticed that that's seen as a negative thing when in all honesty, if you were a coach, you wouldn't want your quarterback, a quarterback at all, to start for you that can't manage the game for you. The quarterback is another coach on the field, so how game manager became a negative stigma makes no sense yes. to me. Uh, that's what you want. You want your quarterback to manage the game and I to couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree uh, no, more. I'll, to, to, 
to discredit from because he has a good running game. I mean, we're not running back you for nothing. Uh, uh, you're not going to take Georgia's running backs away so that you can credit from more. That's just what we do. Yeah, running the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, because UGA, we know from running the ball. And if we going against opponents and we keep running it down their throats, like, why go away from that? You know, like you're going to continue to run the ball if it's success, if you've been successful on the ground, keep doing that. You know, on time from need really need to throw if we get, get into third down, third and long situations or second and long situations. To, to piggyback on what Jonathan said, if if you go back and look, uh, some of the things that Cheney, you know, when he our former offensive coordinator raved and 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 Kirby have raved about Jake from the most is being able to get us in the correct play. So if my game manager uh, against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma, one of the biggest plays we had in the game, we had a third and eight, and Jake checked to the run. Jake checked to the run, and and and, and Chaney told me then, well, I'm sorry, I'm not, he didn't tell me. Chaney made a quote then, he was saying, I knew then that Jake had to arrive, because one, it took some nuts, the check to the run on third and eight, it was the correct check, but you have here a freshman, you know, a freshman, a freshman. in the in in a true freshman in the playoffs checking to the run on third and eight, which you know with no problem, just like he gets it, you know he gets it, and so it wasn't even like like the the highlight that the Georgia coaches, you know, were praising wasn't even a great throw he made. It was a check. That's part of being a quarterback, like you say, uh, Eric, being that game manager. And if a guy's going to get me in the correct play like that, hey, I'm, I'm with it. A lot of people, I guess, uh, saying that Jake would be better fit if he get drafted. Some people saying that he'd be better fitted going to New Orleans. I don't know how y'all feel about that. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I actually could see the fit. <laughs> I had thought about it before. Yeah, because they got a, they got comparisons to Drew Brees. I, yeah, you know, yeah, I hadn't thought about it before, but I could certainly, I could certainly see that fit. Let's uh, let's jump back in the chat real quick. Um, uh, Matt Mike said Jake Fromm is a top five quarterback. He's intelligent, but he has to prove that he can throw the ball over the field. And that's fair, Matt Mike. That's fair. Um, Trey, Trey joined us. What's going on, Trey? Trey said that Fromm has also benefited from a great run game and defense in his entire career, which he has, you know, no denying that he has, but let's not let that be a knock on him. I mean, what quarterback wouldn't want that? And what team wouldn't want that for their quarterback? But yeah, that's certainly, that's certainly true, Trey. Nobody could deny that. Um, that Georgia boy says, I could be wrong, but Fromm seems like if he wins a championship, he might come back and try to win another one. Jake would probably be a third-round pick. Uh, um, I could agree with that that too, that Georgia boy. I think I think he's the first-day pick, you know, first-day pick, uh, between first and third. I know that could be second-day, but y'all know what I mean. First and second day. Top three rounds, I should say. Top three rounds. Um, Mad Mike says, I need to see him take over the game when the running game isn't working. That's my point. Okay, Mad Mike, that's that's fair. We haven't uh we we haven't seen him do we haven't we haven't seen him have to do that. You know, but I do I do agree. You know, you could say the LSU game last year, you know, so that's fair, Mad Mike. And Jonathan says, 
My dog, my dog bias says Jake could be mid first round, but I think he'll most be like most likely be a very low first high second 28 or uh, 35. So we all thinking around the same thing. Nobody said 456, so we all no. thinking top. He'll be gone by mid second round, definitely. So <laughs> and Jonathan also says, Why Don saying we are we known for running like he don't play in Michigan? <laughs> He said you shouldn't be using the we. Uh, look, man. Look, I'm from Georgia, okay? I'm I'm from Georgia. Like I'm I'm gonna support all Georgia teams. All right. That's all Atlanta professional teams and all Georgia colleges. All right. Like, yes, I am a Michigan fan. That is true. But when the rubber meets the road and you know Y'all, you know, y'all in the SEC championship game or in the national championship game, I'm gonna go for UGA. You know, so what you saying is you're saying is I'm not bandwagon. Like you're saying, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not bandwagon. I'm not bandwagon. What I'm what I'm saying is I support UGA. Most of my family are UGA fans. Anyway, I'm the only one who's not a UGA fan. UGA versus Michigan in the national title game. Who you got? You already know I'm going for Michigan. <laughs> you already know I'm going for Michigan. <laughs> but you just against anybody else, you'll be on the bandwagon. But right it, hey. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, um, how do you see the SEC East this year? What do you predict to finish? How do you think well, the teams will fall in order? Who in order? Uh, Georgia, well, we, we, of course. Okay, we agree. Um, the, the number I two is that's the that's the biggest question. Who who, who do we think will finish second? It's gonna be Florida. Florida Florida Florida's gonna be second in the east, man. We think Florida's second in the yeah. east. So uh who who is third? Is Kentucky, Tennessee, or 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 uh South Carolina? I about that I actually forgot about South Carolina. I think South Carolina uh, uh, jumps Kentucky this year. Benny Snell was a big part of their offense, and without him, mm -hmm. I, I think they've got a big, big shoes to fill. And uh, so, and we're agreeing that that um, Missouri is probably going to be bringing up the rear somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, is anybody drinking the Tennessee Kool Aid? Is anybody drinking the Tennessee Kool Aid? What what what? Talking about Kool Aid? You talking about Kool Aid with moonshine in it? Nope. <laughs> I'm not some of the Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. What what is Pruitt gonna do this year, Eric? What is who? Pruitt. What does Tennessee do this year? What what do you what do you think? Do they make improvement? I, I think he might take a step forward. I mean. They they got Cheney up there now, which I, I I mean, if I was to be honest, I'm not really a big fan of Cheney, but I mean, he 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 improve he can improve that offense. I don't really respect that program that much. If I was to actually be mm. honest right now, because, I mean, until you show me something, really, I I have no respect for him. Uh, Pruitt Pruitt has been basically run out of town everywhere he's gone, and now he's ahead coach so uh they're obviously drinking the cooler not for performance not for performance though that's what i was going to say and they're yeah. expecting him to turn this this team around 
And I can't get over the fact that he can't stay in one place longer than three years, though. Um, if, if, if you guys don't know a lot about J Jeremy Pruitt, uh, he is viewed as an excellent coach, an excellent defensive mind, but he can known to be a little brass. He's known to piss people off. But other, you know, it depends on what side of the fence on it, because others say, hey, he's known for telling it like it is. So, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fine line there, just with side, you know. So, uh, but certainly he has been described as a guy who will let you know how he's feeling. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere he's been, he's gotten that reputation as uh, he's going to let you know where where he's been <laughs> or how he feels. Yeah, and if the athletic director at Tennessee can deal with that, then I think he'll have a chance to actually turn that program around. But I still – I thought when he first got there, it's going to be at least a three-, four-year deal before or you can get that thing even remotely uh, consistent. Do does Tennessee make a bowl game? What? <laughs> 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 I mean, you just need six wins for a bowl game. Do they get the six wins? Do they qualify for a bowl? Game? Against the SEC, uh, against the SEC East, though. Yeah, I know. So you saying, I yeah, say they come they do make a bowl. I'll, I'll give them five games. I'll give them five wins. Ooh, no bowl. Uh, they ain't going no bowl game. So South Carolina and Florida, you guys think they make bowls? Yeah. No Kentucky in a bowl and no Missouri. I can see that happening. Okay. The only way they make a bowl, if they create a bowl this year, and it's called the Kohler um, Bowl. I don't know. I don't know anything about Kohler, but you know they make toilets. So there, uh, there actually are a couple of new bowls this year. So people was like, "We have too many bowls, too many bowls." I think there's three new bowls this year, if I'm not mistaken. So you already know now. You know it's 2019. Everybody got to get a participation trophy. So yeah, but people want to um, act like the New Year Six still matters. The New Year Six still do matter, in my opinion. Those six, I mean, those, those six games. My my thing is, if you're playing a bowl before Christmas Day, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're playing a bowl at three o'clock on December eighteenth. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you play, if you playing the game while fall semester is still in progress, like you 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 missing uh final exams to go to the Popeyes um. <laughs> Popeye's bowl or the, the church and chicken bowl or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm glad y'all glad get a vacation, but at the same time, like, mm, you know. <laughs> um, running back to the uh, chat real quick. Um, that, jet, that Georgia boy says, uh, Tennessee is going to be Tennessee. And, and, and I just got to put it out there. The reason I brought up Tennessee because I, I think I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit. I guess I believe that Pruitt is a good coach. Pruitt is a good coach. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm interested to see what Tennessee will do this year. That's why I specifically brought them up. Um, that Georgia boy said Tennessee good for six wins. That'll get him a bowl, that Georgia boy. And he also says uh, the Dollar General Bowl game, that's a real bowl. It is. It is. Next thing you know, they had a Wayfield Bowl. <laughs> that thing going to be so ratchet and raggedy. <laughs> It'd be Clark Atlanta versus uh ITT Tech. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh what else we have on here? Um Eric, I wanted to ask you about 
Oh, the elephant in the room, and this is something that came up at SEC Media Day, of course. What do we have to do to beat Bama, and can we? First off, we need to finish games. Uh, one thing I've noticed about Georgia going back over their games is if they didn't have, have a two-possession lead going into the fourth quarter, they lost. The only game where that wasn't true was uh well actually hold on um they beat missouri with an 11 point lead going into the fourth they beat florida with a nine point lead going into the fourth but that nine points was the the closest gap where they actually won the game uh they took they took um alabama into the fourth with a seven point lead and ended up losing that game they went they went over four on every third down yeah that they, they, they did not convert a single third down in the fourth quarter against Alabama. They got zero points uh, while the defense allowed Alabama to go five for six on third down, score two touchdowns. Uh, the defense didn't get a single sack in that quarter and caused no turnovers. Uh, the simplest answer is you've got to finish the game. And, you know, my feeling on that, I, I'm, I'm nodding my head because I agree with you. Uh, we're getting tight in third quarter, fourth quarter. We're getting tight, man. Trust, trust Jake. Trust Jake. Put the ball in his hands. Trust Jake. Um, we get tight and we want to pound it. We want to pound it. We want to pound it. We take the air out of the football. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I love Kirby. I don't think that was Jamie. I think that was Kirby. Um, you know, we get tight. I, I think at the end of the game, man, like, you know, the, make the fourth quarter look like the first quarter offensively. And it, it hasn't done that. We haven't done that against Bama. We didn't do that against LSU. So I, I think that when things get a little tight. Y'all missing one game that we saw that I think was the most whole, horrific game that we played last year. It wasn't the LSU game, and it wasn't the Bama game. Texas. It was the uh, Trigger Bowl against Texas. Yeah. That game right there, like that, should have been an eye opener for for everybody, man. That was going to be my next example. Is uh, actually against Texas, we went to the fourth quarter trailing just by thirteen, but yeah. we went over one on third down. We only split, we scored fourteen points, but we allowed them to go two for four on third down and score eight, which just put it out of put the game out of reach. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I want to. I want to see us stop playing it so close to the vest at the end of the third and fourth quarter and trust Jake and maybe him this year being that junior will assume and, and, and trust Jake to go make a play for us and not just, you know, so hoping that uh that off tackle play is going to break, you know, or the little screen pass is going to break. Trust Jake. Let him throw it down the field. Trust him. That's yeah. what I like to see. And also, we don't – we know what we're going to see in Alabama, okay, as far as the defense go. Offense, you know, they're very dynamic on, on, on offense. But, uh, you know, they got Steve Sarkeesian calling plays again. We know how we know about Steve Sarkeesian as far as the NFL level, but we know he looks like a genius in the college level. But, you know, well, I, go ahead. I would say the thing that would be different about, you know, Dan Quinn has pretty much told us, he says, hey, man, run the offense. Nick isn't his hands off. Hey, run the ball. 
Hey, open yeah. it up a little bit now. Nick will tell you, hey, we're keeping it on the ground now. So he'll probably have a little bit more game day direction about what he want to do. So he yeah. won't just be out there. I, I, I think that'll be easier for him. Hey, you trying to figure out what to run? Nick said run this. Hey, or go to this part of the playbook. You know, this is what we're running now. You know, he didn't. basically we're going to limit the playbook. You're not going to have all 100 plays right now. These are the 10, 15 we're working with. So, well, in that case, UGA is going to be uh, balanced this year then. Well, I mean, so that's my prediction. Well, I hope so, but I'm saying that about Nick. It's worked for him in the past. So <laughs> saying he's going to take over, going to make him, you know, not score as much, you know. But uh, I hope so. I think the talent is the same. The talent mir- mirrors each other. Yeah. Know? I think UGA is going to end up being Bama this year. That that that's just my opinion. Um, I I really feel like it's we're gonna we're gonna be SEC champions at the end of the year. Like that that's just my opinion. Far as like playoff ranking goes, I don't know how that goes, but I really think we're gonna win the SEC. We're gonna win the conference this year. Well, yeah, yeah. well, if we win the SEC, definitely we'll assume we'll be in the playoffs. I can't. It's hard. It's hard to see a, a team winning the conference and not making the playoffs, unless it's one of those years where they were able to get to the conference game at like an eight and four, nine and three type, mm-hmm. and were able to win it. You know, and, able to beat everything that was there. And we don't. And look at our schedule too. We don't play any like hard teams on the road. Last year, I, caught, I, I saw that LSU loss a mile away. I said, oh, man, we got to go to Baton Rouge. I said, yeah, we're going to end up losing that game. I got a lot of heat from it from a lot of people, including my friend, you know, who's also a diehard UGA fan. He texted me right now telling me about uh, UGA. Uh, matter of fact, he this is what he just sent me. He said, SEC East, he says, UGA, Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Vandy, and Missouri, in that order, that's going to win that division. And he said in the West, he says Bama, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Arkansas in that order. So, yeah, you're going to have UGA Bama in the SEC championship game, and I, I my prediction is UGA, UGA is going to beat Bama. They're going to uh, – Kirby, Kirby, I'm pretty sure Kirby is going to have a lot of film and a lot of – I'm pretty sure he's going to study studied a lot this offseason on how to finish games. Especially against high-ranked teams, so I'm pretty sure he did his home this, this offseason. So we can use that to segue into the next um, little topic. Uh, how do you think the change? Because we have two new coordinators this year. Um, our defense coordinator, Mel Tucker, is uh, at Colorado State right now, becoming he's becoming the head coach, and our offensive last. Uh, offensive coordinator last year, Jim Chaney, is now the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. So now we have Dan Lanning taking over for the defense, and we have uh, Coach Coley uh, taking over for the uh, offense. How do you think the new coordinators, uh, do you think there will be a big change? How do you think that the team will adjust? What do, what do you think about that, John? Uh, Eric, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the first things that, that I noticed when I was looking at uh, Landing was that he, he improves tackles for loss, uh, sacks, pass defense, pass intercepted. He he uh, he improves a lot with turnovers and stuff of that nature. Uh, sacks especially is something that I've been looking at. Uh, last year, going back to talking about the fourth quarter, uh, last year Georgia only had seven sacks in the, in the fourth quarter the entire year. 
sex is something that we didn't see consistently enough last year. Um, basically, Walker was our only guy. Uh, this year with Nolan Smith and Jermaine Johnson, I expect that to be very different. I expect to have uh, a, a consistent pass rush on every down, or at least every other down this year. Um, especially with landing, well, especially with landing there, and especially with this new influx of talent. Coley, the one thing I've noticed th from Coley already from G-Day is he wants to get running backs involved in the passing game, and that's something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, I think that would be good, though. Um, I, I think I think that would be good because, you know, I'm, I'm not – you know, I'm not sure about how Zeus catches the ball out of the backfield, but we know we know uh, DeAndre Smith, DeAndre Swift is an excellent receiver, and uh, James Cook. I, you know, uh, we know that uh, you guys may know, but they rave about James Cook's pass catching ability as well. You guys, uh, they say James Cook could be a receiver if he chose that route. So I, um, I do know that. One thing I know about Coley. Um, I know he likes to throw the football, and I'm interested to see because, you know, they've alluded to that we'll throw it a little more. So I'm interested to see how the dynamic will, will work with him wanting to throw the ball more versus I know Kirby's philosophy, especially once we get to the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. So I'm very inter interested to see how much the ball is going to go in the air later in the game, you know, when there's still a ball game, winning about 30, 40 points or not. But, you know, we're talking about a 10-point or less ball game. I'm very interested to see how much we're going to throw the ball late in the game. Um, with the defensive coordinator, we know Kirby's the defensive guy. We know Kirby loves defense. He still studies. He deals whatever. So I'm not – I trust Kirby, but I'm not worried about landing as much because – I believe if he starts to go by the wayside, Kirby's going to do the Dan Quinn anyway. I'm like, hey, man, watch out. I got it. <laughs> so um, I'm not expecting uh, – I am I really don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a smooth, smooth transition pretty much. I think we're going to have a smooth transition. At least I'm hoping so. Um, we can get back to the chat real quick. Uh, that George boy said they do have a wishbone game. <laughs> And man, Mike, uh, go back to Georgia Tech. He said, Georgia Tech, I had my eyes on. Um, I hate to see what Paul Johnson did to them. <laughs> we all did, man. They, he overstayed his welcome. He overstayed his welcome. The man only had one good season. And that was in 2012. Oh, he, he, Paul Johnson won way more games at Tech than you think. I'm telling you. He, did, he, won, he won some games, but they had one great season. I'm talking about great season. They had one great season. They made the Orange Bowl in 2012. Yeah. And, uh, they beat they beat the brakes out of Mississippi State. I remember that game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I I the thing about DePaul, you know, it, it just wasn't flashy. And, you know, in in Atlanta, a college football mecca where a lot of eyes are, you're talking about a team that's downtown Atlanta. You know, it just it just turned people off. But the man won, and the offense actually put up points. <laughs> it just wasn't it just wasn't what people were used to. But he won a lot of games, and Paul Johnson scored a lot of points. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
I got a, a text question uh, while we were on question about the fans. Um, Dan Lanning, uh, do you think Eric this year now with the influx now of the pass rush that we have now, do you think that we'll be less of a blitzing team because possibly we can get there with just the four guys or our four rush? How do you what do you uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think to start off with, they probably will try to blitz because even though Nolan Smith's a five-star, you got Jermaine Johnson, um, I think he was a four or five-star. Um, I think they still want to see what, you know, see it on the field before they just say, okay, y'all can do it. So uh, even though we expect them to be able to bring pressure with just four or even in the base defense, just bringing the outside linebackers, I, I think it's going to be something that, the first couple of games is going to tell them whether or not they're going to have to blitz or not. Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I'm 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 very interested to see well because we talked about Nolan and Jermaine, but you know, we still have Brenton Cox there. We still have Bill there. Uh, so we, de- we certainly have some guys that we think can rush the pass. So I'm very interested to see who we're going to bring off the edge and what kind of pressure we're going to create. And I'm interested to see who's going to be that guy in the middle. You know who's going to be that defensive tackle uh, to step up because that's that's considered the weak point on the defense. Um, what, what do you think? Who who do you see emerging and can be the steady guy there? Now, are you talking about uh, like in the nickel with a four man front? Or are you talking about like the nose tackle? Um, uh, the nose tackle. I'm thinking Rochester would be that guy. I mean, he, uh, he has, he, you know, he has to step up. He has to step up. Uh, you know, we've recruited. We have some young guys coming in there. Um, Tyler Clark showed some flashes last night. Last year, of course, he's not a nose tackle. But we talk about interior push. We have to have a guy besides Tyler Clark that shows that he can get some push there. And uh, like I said, Rochester has, has to be that guy. He has to step up and uh, be that anchor this year. Is Harry in playing inside on the four man? Um, uh, I, I think uh, I don't think he goes inside. I think Malik Herring. I think he stays like a four eye. I don't think he slides inside. And I like Malik Herring a lot. He he shows a lot. But I I I think Malik Herring is a. I don't think he's a three hundred pounder. So I don't think he goes inside that's as much because I think yeah, I think Malik yeah, Herring is like a two seventy five, two eighty guy. So I don't think he slides inside as much. That's what I was thinking. That's why I wasn't sure of. But yeah, that that's but the I, guy that gets. Oh, I like I like Malik Herring a lot. My next question to you, Eric, was going to be, um, who's a guy who who's a guy that everybody doesn't know their name now, but by the season, everybody will know their name. Oh, I've I've had this in the back of my head for a while. Um, I would expect everybody to know his name. But he's not as heralded as, as other guys. I think Charlie Warner is actually a sleeper on this Ooh. team. Okay, I, I like Charlie Warner a lot. Um, he's been a guy that, if you follow, you watch, you know, you know that uh, he's been a great blocker for us. He's been a great, great blocker for us, and he can really catch the football as well. Uh, he just hadn't had as many opportunities, but that's a that's a very good. Uh, Charlie Warner is going to play in the NFL. So everybody doesn't know him, but he's a guy who he's tight end for Georgia. He's gonna play in the NFL. I, I think we missed him um, in 2015 against Alabama. 
Oh yeah, well, what was that the broken leg, right? In the uh, that was the broken leg when he went down yeah. with the broken leg. Yeah, certainly missed the playoff. Charlie Warner is a a great blocker, and he can also catch the football. He's definitely, like I said, going to play in the NFL. He's going to be one of those guys that you know, uh, five six years down the NFL, people going to be like, he played at Georgia. I don't remember him. Yeah, he was at Georgia. He was good as well. You know, you know about Isaac Nada, and he just has a has the ball as well. When we talk about running back, you. There's tight ends blocking as well, and, and Charlie Warner is a great block. And like I say, he's 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 a great pass catcher as well. We just he just hadn't had the uh, opportunities. Um, my guy is uh, James Cook. James Cook, I think uh, James Cook is electrify electrifying. Um, he just needs some touches. Uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother. I think at the end of the year, James Cook is going to be what people saw flashes of. Swift his freshman year. So I believe by the end of the year, everybody's gonna be like, hey man, we're excited for this guy next year. So I believe by the end of the year, everybody will know about number six. And all right, so final question. And we you pretty much said we've all pretty much given our predictions, but come uh, come the end of the season, here where will we end up? Two years ago, I called 2019 the year we get the national title. So I'm I'm not coming off of that. I I had the same prediction. I had the same prediction. Um, ooh, it's gonna be tough though. Yeah, I I just say SEC champs. Uh, for is because you don't know how the rankings gonna fall. You know, you got to think about it. There are other good school. You know, Clemson. You know. Clemson's going to be there somehow, even if we do beat uh, Alabama. You know, they're going to still try to put them in there somehow, some type of way. Um, I think Texas, you know, a lot of people talking about Oklahoma. I really think Texas is going to – is a school that's going to probably shock everybody this year. I don't believe in Texas yet. They got to show me. I'm sorry. Uh, they're going to show you this year. Harden is a good coach. Yeah, but – They're going to show you this year, man. I'm telling you. But – um. Big Ten, like, um, you know, yes, I'm a Michigan fan, but I don't really see us really making that much noise, man. I'll be happy we be Ohio State. We be Ohio State, we good. <laughs> but you still got Ohio State. You still got uh, Northwestern. That's another team everybody need to look look out for. All right. They got some good – they got some great um, defensive players on their team. And who else? Pac-12. You know, Pac-12 is loaded too. So – um, I believe Oregon will be much better this year. Oregon, uh, still not. I'm not a believer in USC. Um, I still believe Ohio State will be strong. Uh, Texas has to show me. Um, I believe Penn State will be strong as well. Um, and uh, you know, Michigan. Like I say, y'all, y'all have to beat Ohio State. Yeah, if we can just beat Ohio State, man, I'd be happy. I, I don't really look. I really don't care about. A bowl, a bowl this year. I know we go. We always want to get a good bowl, but if we can just be the highest state, I'm I'm just getting sick and tired of us just every single year just keep losing to Ohio. <laughs> we can just be the highest state. I'll be happy. That that'll be my national championship right there. Eric, uh, who, who, who Eric, who's the who? Ah, what are those schools on Saturday that you love to see lose? Love to see lose. 
Yes. Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, uh, <laughs> Georgia Tech. Uh, for me, I mean, you can pretty much say the whole entire SEC for me. I, I'm not necessarily <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, uh, teams I love to see lose on Saturday. I love to see Ohio State lose. I love to see Oklahoma lose. I love to see Notre Dame lose. Um, I love to see Tennessee lose. Those, those all, those teams always make me smile when I turn on the highlights and see they're losing. Those, those teams always bring a smile. Uh, USC too. I like to see USC losing too. I like to see, I like to see Ohio State lose. I, I would like to see them just wiped off the face of this earth. To be honest with you, <laughs> Michigan State. I, I love to see them. I love to see them lose. I love to see Penn State lose. Um, I love to see um, Bama lose, which they don't normally do that much. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't dislike Bama, man. I gotta, I gotta admit, I don't dislike Bama. I also have to admit, man. You know, I know y'all gonna blast me off here. Like, I don't hate Florida. I don't hate South Carolina. I don't like Tennessee, but I don't hate Florida. I don't hate South Carolina. You know, I. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I hate don't Florida this year. They beat Michigan bad in the Peach Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, like, I it doesn't matter to me. You know, far as um, like only team I don't like in the SEC is is pretty much Bama. Cause they, it's it's the fan base, man. It's it's, it's just really the fan base. Oh yeah, they're super snobbish. Yeah, but I, I gotta admit, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Alabama. I don't. So I gotta admit, I don't dislike Nick Saban. I don't dislike Alabama. It's, I want them to it's just lose. the fan base. I don't like Alabama yeah. fan base. I certainly want them to lose when they're playing UGA, but uh, like I want it pretty much. Um, I'm usually wanting Bama to win, actually. You know, when they're not playing UGA, like when they're playing Clemson, when they play Notre Dame, the other teams they played, other in the other uh, when they were playing Ohio State, of course, obviously, I would want Ohio State to lose. So yes. I, I'm usually rooting for Bama. So I have to admit that I don't hate them. So look, Herball, this is my last question here. Uh, we know thou shall never have two teams. We don't allow that. But who's who's a couple teams that you don't mind seeing win on Saturday? It's out of conference, you know, out of conference. What about you, Don? Oh, um, well, outside of SEC mm-hmm. and outside of my favorite school, Michigan, I like to see Miami win. You know, yep. yeah, I, 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 I love, I love to see them win. It just, you know, the swag, the swagger they always had. You know, yeah. you, like, I, I really do like, I really like Miami. You know, yeah. as, as a team. But you know, I don't know what they're gonna look like um, now under the new coach. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna try. You know, they're gonna try to do something this year. So because they still got the same players coming back. It just last year, I, I just think Mark Rick he wasn't in his right mind to coach. Um, Miami was one for me as well. Uh, I don't think they count because they're hometown. So I think they automatically with Georgia Southern. But I don't think that counts. I think most people like Georgia Southern. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking outside of the state of Georgia. Outside yeah, of the yeah. Georgia and my own fan base. So Miami um, and Florida State for me. Miami and Florida State are two teams that you know I don't mind seeing 
get a W on uh, Saturday. Um, LSU. LSU, I know that's still within the conference for some reason. Uh, I've I've always I've always like it's it's something about Death Valley. It's something about Death Valley and the night games at Death Valley. I've always just you know um, so I don't mind saying and I know this will make you upset, Don. And I'm not saying it just to troll you, but I'm Michigan State, and I don't even know why. I have no idea why, but I don't mind seeing Michigan State uh, get a win on Saturdays, and I have no idea why. <laughs> no idea why. Just uh, I'll. I, I, I kind of like Michigan State, and I have no idea why. No idea. Uh, <laughs> that crack at school. Anyway. All right, and uh, we'll circle back through the chat uh, real quick. Um, that Georgia boy says he sees uh, Georgia as SEC champs plus national champs. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. And Trey said, y'all don't sleep on the game at Auburn. It will be tough. Auburn will be tough. I mean, Georgia this year has, you know, we know we got Auburn. We know we got Florida. We know we got the SEC, but East. But we also have Texas A&M and Notre Dame this year. So, I mean, we have we have some tough tough games. Uh, Notre Dame is probably – Notre Dame and Ohio State are my least favorite college football team. So, man, like, if there's any game I want to win this year, Notre Dame is the one game that I don't want to lose. I'll put it like that. There's one game I don't want to lose this year is Notre Dame. Please let's kick the crap out of them at uh, in Sanford Stadium. And um, you uh, did you get any other um, questions from the uh, fans, Don? No, I didn't get anything. That was everything was in the chat. So uh, I don't know what Eric ran off to, but um, thank you, Eric, for coming on. We really appreciate it. We'll, I know we'll, we'll talk soon. What'd you say? He was super knowledgeable. Yeah, super knowledgeable. Hey, you come on our show and you're supposed to be an expert. We gonna know because we be knowing. So oh, he's an expert. Right there and you don't know. Yeah. Oh no, he was super knowledgeable. You can tell he knew his stuff. Yeah. He wasn't just he, he knew his stuff. Yeah, he's an expert. He, I think he's a uh, writer for Dawn of the Dog. It's a fan sided page uh, for Georgia Bulldog content. So he's he's very knowledgeable. So on that note, we're gonna go ahead and end our show. Um, if you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button and also share this content with other Atlanta sports fanatics. If you're watching this video at a later time, please hit us up in the comment section and we'll get back with your comments. And also hit that like button. Yeah. Really appreciate y'all joining us tonight. As always, come home. It's your hometown sports podcast. We're going to be back next week. We're going to talk about. The first week of training camp for the Atlanta Falcons. So, um, and we may come back sometime this week and talk about either Georgia Tech football or um, any other big news that may come out. Julio Jones contract. I think that may happen sometime this week. Um, so, guys, just stay tuned. We're going to, um, you know, we always going to be here for y'all, for the hometown followers. So, on that note, we'll see y'all next week or earlier this week. So y'all be, y'all be good.